Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Karimi, licensed psychotherapist. Join me as we talk about psychology, spirituality, and the human experience. I look forward to helping you expand your consciousness as you work toward healing and reconnecting with your inner voice. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Talk with Rocks, the podcast. It has been a little bit of a while, so I'm so glad to be back here today and talking about something that I really enjoy, which is ASMR. But before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit about this past month because I feel like there's there's just been so much going on and so much energy around it. You know, we're just coming off of the... Derek Chauvin trial and the verdict coming in, which thankfully was uh, the right thing to happen, right? I mean, it's hard to really talk about that, I guess, in that way. Obviously, we know that's not justice, and it's going to take a long time to really repair what's happened, and I'm feeling for the black community in this country, and I'm really hoping that even though this doesn't really change anything, that it can be a good sign toward what the future will be like and that we can be healed from this racism and from the the difficulty of police and police racism. So that's been one piece of stuff that's been on my mind. Another has just been, I think, this return to normalcy, which who even knows what that means anymore? Normalcy of pre-COVID. It's weird. I feel like this month of April has felt more like what April 2020 should have been like. Like, I feel like there was, I got to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen since March 2020, and things just feel alive in a new way. Um, Of course, obviously, everything still has changed. It's just, it's just feeling a little better in some ways. But at the same time, I'm really feeling for those who are returning to the office who don't want to. Like, I can't imagine how hard it feels for people to go back to the office when working from home actually felt good for them. Like I really was hoping that employers would allow and see that, you know, that works and that that can also be a benefit to people and to the companies so that they could have more flexibility and work remotely when possible. I guess we still don't really know what's going to happen. So we'll have to see, but if you are one of in that category and going back to work and kind of dragging your feet at it, then I feel for you and I hope that you can focus on ways to to make that transition as easy as possible for you. It is going to be an adjustment. So just give yourself some time with that. So today's episode is about a topic that I'm really interested in and one that I engage in, but it ignites a shadow word for me and that shadow word is weird that I'm weird or a weirdo and I I qualify being into ASMR as probably being weird or would be considered by weird by other people. So, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and own it and be okay with being a little bit different and weird and I'd like to own it because I also believe that there are a lot of benefits of ASMR and I want you to to try it. I really want to encourage you to give it a try if you've never done so before. Um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna move forward with understanding that to some people this might be weird and that that's okay. 
So what is ASMR? ASMR stands for the Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It is that part of your brain that gets activated when it receives either an auditory or visual stimulus that releases sort of these tingles through the back of your neck and down along your spine. So that kind of comes up when you hear somebody kind of whispering into your ear like this and it just kind of sends a chill down your body or you have that tapping sort of noise. There's all sorts of different triggers, ASMR triggers or what they're called, that send off that response in your body. It's that it's like this electric current that runs through the back of your spine and neck, um, and it's this tingling sensation that you get. Uh, another word that I've kind of heard people call is brain massage. That's sort of what it can feel like. Do you remember in grade school, I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but kids would put their finger in between your eyes. They wouldn't be touching your forehead or your temple. They would just kind of hover their finger there. And if you stared directly at their finger, you'd get that sort of weird tingly feeling. So it's a little bit like that. It's basically the same thing. I'm actually not sure if that's an actual ASMR trigger, but I think it probably is. So... I discovered ASMR the same way everybody else did, which is through YouTube. And recently in doing more, you know, sound healing and research on sound and how that changes our body chemistry, I sort of lumped ASMR into the same thing. I don't really know if there's research on that, but I think that that it's similar in the sense of, you know, our body is 70% water. So sound moves through water in a different way and that can really create these different healing changes on the physical and chemical level of our body. ASMR is known to relieve stress. It can make you sleep better. It gives you that tingles euphoria, which some people also can call orgasmic. It's really good for pain relief and another thing that it's really good for is to help people feel like they're not alone, especially when it comes to ASMR mukbangs or ASMR eating. That's something that people really do to not feel so isolated, um, which we're going to talk a little bit more about at the end. So (laughs) let's pause on that. See, I'm getting too nerdy excited about this already, so I'm going to try and slow it down and get back to the basics on the ASMR sensations and what happens when you do feel the tingles and it leads to that euphoric and calm, relaxed state. I really think that that the key of this is that it's a soothing technique. So if you're somebody who really struggles with panic attacks or anxiety, I would really encourage you to try ASMR either on a regular basis, sort of on like a ritual basis, or even in the moment when you're experiencing an anxiety attack or these anxious thoughts, because it can be really soothing at that core brain level. So what's happened now is that people on YouTube have gone ahead and created a lot of content around ASMR or using different ASMR uh, triggers to to really connect with people. So there's all sorts of things ranging from, you know, shows where they might help you sleep or they might be meditative. There's also ASMR erotica. That's a little bit different because it leads to that orgasmic tingling experience. People have sort of sexualized it. 
which is fine. No shade, no nothing, no comment on that. It's interesting, but that's not what ASMR originated as. So I just want to be clear on that because I think when a lot of people do think about it, they think about the the erotic sense of it first. And I guess it does feel sort of erotic. It's just a really different sensation. So, uh, you know, I think that I really enjoy the different shows and the different versions that you can watch. I think some are really straightforward, like clinical. It's like, oh, come on into my doctor's office. Let me do some different doctory types of triggers. Or I'm going to be brushing your hair. I mean, think about how that feels when somebody brushes your hair or or plays with your hair. You're sort of getting that experience via YouTube video. Um, I've also now seen where a lot of Reiki is being done with ASMR. Reiki is the universal life force energy and uh, creating shifts around your energetic state. So interesting. I mean, you can really just type in ASMR onto YouTube and you'll see all sorts of different things. I first came across Karuna Satori. She's an ASMR creator and she has probably thousands of different ASMR videos on there. And I really enjoy them. I really enjoy her. So if you're not sure where to start, that might be that might be one for you to kind of look into. You know, I know the internet can be definitely be problematic, but I really believe that one of the coolest things about it is this sort of niche communities that grow and that we can all find our own niche community and it allows us to be seen, to be heard, to be known. And together we have figured out what works for certain things and have really found ways to come together. And I sort of think ASMR communities and different content creators have played a huge role in this. It's such a cool thing. Um, So you might hear different ASMR triggers uh, stuff that like happens every day like the whispering or the softly spoken you might listen to the repetitive sounds um of somebody just even engaging in mundane tasks such as like turning the pages of a book or tapping a pen you might watch somebody preparing their food um loudly chewing crunching slurping drinking receiving personal attention that sort of soft touch and massage can you hear that that's what that might sound like um basically they're trying to initiate that stimulus happening through the conscious manipulation without the need of an external touch so it's happening via your visual and via your auditory sensory stimulus um the hand movements are really cool that's sort of like what i was talking about with the you know the thing that the kids would do with putting their finger in your face there's different hand movements that can really create that physical sensation in your body Um, obviously listening to certain types of music, ambient music, binaural beats, different frequencies, all that kind of stuff could result in an ASMR trigger or not trigger, but a response in your body or people blowing or exhaling into a microphone. (sighs) I don't know. Does that sound like anything? Yeah. I really suggest you look into an actual ASMR creator versus my lame attempts at trying to get you to experience some tingles because I don't know what I'm doing. I just know what it's like to receive it. So go ahead and check it out. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I also really get these weird feelings when I hear certain noises. Like I have a physical response to them. Like just last night I was opening up a package and it made a weird noise. And my initial response is to like stick my tongue out. Like my body just sort of, I don't know, repulses, I guess, or something. And you see this a lot with children who are on the autism spectrum 
they are very sensitive to any type of sensory stimulus. So ASMR can be really helpful for kids who or and adults who have ASD. That's the autism spectrum disorders. So just make sure you're finding the kid appropriate ones and not ASMR erotica for your child. It's good for you, but probably not for the kiddo. Um, you know, I think it's also similar to this phenomenon is similar to misophonia or synesthesia, which are things misophonia is having that physical response. Um, it's the not good feeling one, like when people are chewing and then synesthesia is the overlapping of the auditory and visual, I don't want to say hallucinations, but senses that you have right so it's like seeing color and feeling sound that's what synesthesia can be like and asmr kind of groups into the same category of those other ideas Um, so when we think about asmr i think it makes a lot of sense what the neurological and psychological impact of this is it helps to soothe our body to soothe our brain and It helps to manage those sort of symptoms. And I think especially as it relates to trauma and the physical change that can happen to your brain and to your body, this can really be helpful for that. And, you know, it's sort of like tapping. Have you guys heard of tapping? That's that's a technique that a lot of therapists use to deal with trauma symptoms, to deal with sexual abuse and things like that. And I think ASMR is similar in that sense. There's just a lot less research for it right now, I think, because it's newer and it just kind of blew up on the internet probably since like 2010, 2011. And I think as time goes on, we'll see that there's more and more research that's done to it and probably will become another one of these evidence-based practices that we can use in therapy as well. So that'll be interesting to see uh, how that comes up. But when I also think about ASMR from the spiritual sense, I really see it as these kind of heightened sensory psychic powers that we all have. And I think that, you know, not everybody experiences tingles, especially not the same way. And I think that that's because we're not always super tuned in to our intuition, to our clairs, and that this is also can be used as a way to to tune into that deeper within yourself to kind of heighten your own skills and your own sensory response that way we think that really we can we really can view this through the spiritual lens as well i know that it helps me when i'm doing it more regularly feel more connected to my body to my soul and to my intuition and i think that if you are doing asmr and you're realizing you're not feeling the tingles then stop for a moment and think about if there's any reason that maybe you would have resistance to this. Is there any reason that it feels hard for you to believe that you would experience triggers? Or is there any fear that comes up around that? Comes up around just knowing that you could even have heightened senses. There could be. You know, I think one of the reasons actually, I I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but one of the reasons that I had not done a podcast episode for the last couple of weeks is that I had some experiences that really led me to realize, you know, my mediumship and my psychic powers making me feel so afraid, not afraid of the spiritual realm or those things, but afraid as usual is the power within myself, right? To know that we have these senses can really be 
really be scary because we are so afraid of being big, especially if you have lived your entire life trying to be small, trying to be unseen as I have, um, you know, and then to realize like, oh shit, like these are things that I can do. And that means that maybe I'm different and that my life is going to be different. I had a lot of that, that I was really trying to process and, um, yeah, I did not think I was going to talk about that, but I guess it maybe needed to come through and maybe that can help you also understand that those things are okay and that having these powers, I hate even calling them that, being attuned to these heightened heightened sensory responses in ourselves, that sounds more (laughs) logical and realistic, is is something we all have and that we can all do and that isn't something we need to be afraid of. I know that's probably sparking some interest for you guys and you're wanting to know more about it, but I really don't feel comfortable talking more about it at this time. I will at some point, you know. I've actually been wanting to record an episode on spirit guides for the last since I started this and it's been hard for me to do. So there's stuff that I still feel like I need my my authentic self to catch up to my wounded self is really in a space of not denial but wanting to keep secret because I'm afraid of the judgment so when I'm ready to share that stuff with you I will and um I know that a lot of people speak on it so it's okay to speak on I just don't feel ready So let's get back to ASMR. (laughs) If you're wanting to get your best tingles experience, I recommend trying a couple different things. Make sure you use earphones um, or headphones, whatever. But uh, that allows the frequencies and the noises to dip into your brain and your body at a deeper level. So make sure you have that. Go into it with the right mindset. Be open to it. Just be open in general. Be open to... You know, if you feel like it's weird, just think about it as, I'm going to see if this relaxes me. Do it as an an experiment. And make sure that you're watching the visuals as well, because the visual is a huge part of this, um, especially when it comes to like the hand movements and things like that. Let me know if you go ahead and try it, what you think, if you got the experience, if this is something you're already into and you know a lot about, then let me know too. It'd be great to have you come on here and talk about it. I also wanted to talk about ASMR eating or the ASMR mukbang, which mukbang is a Korean word for the eating show. Um, This is a trend that started in Korea as a way to have people not feel so alone when they were eating. So they could just kind of like throw the video on and watch it while they had a meal. And that's what a lot of people use it for now as well. Um, when you add that sort of ASMR level onto it, you're getting kind of the double experience because you're having somebody eat with you, but you're also experiencing the calmness and relaxation of the ASMR triggers. Um, it's I have a lot of feelings about this. You know, I think as somebody who is in eating disorder recovery, I don't know really if it's a good thing or not a good thing. And I'm not going to label it as either. Um, I recommend you feel it out for yourself. Uh, I know that psychologists are doing a lot of research on this right now and whether or not it's actually healthy to watch when it comes to eating disorders and things like that. So if you struggle with eating disorders, then maybe take this with a grain of salt. 
or be weary of trying this. Um, I know that there's, you know, a lot of people online and on TikTok right now who do feel like it's helpful for their eating disorders. People will sit down to have lunch or breakfast or whatever and they help encourage each other to eat and to feel deserving of their food and their body um i think when it's in that sense it can be really a beautiful community and way to connect and remember that we are all deserving of food even if we've binged the night before you know or whatever your eating disorder brain tells you you need food to survive So let's pull out of this for a second and talk about the ASMR uh, eating mukbang because also I'm really sorry if I'm saying that word wrong. If you know how to pronounce it correctly, please let me know. You do get tingles from experiencing this, but sometimes I feel bad because you are watching somebody consume lots and lots of food. You're basically watching a binge eating session on record. And if you've ever had an eating disorder or if you've ever experienced binge eating, binge eating disorder, then watching this is a really wild ride. You experience so much shame around eating and binging. And I think that there is something about watching somebody consume lots and lots of food this way that helps normalize it. I don't know. We'll have to see what the research says. This is just based on my personal opinion and experience so I don't know I I do enjoy watching them but I do feel weird about it and sometimes I do still feel the shame uh that you would feel in watching a binge or or I mean in experiencing a binge yourself and I feel really bad that that person is binging and I hope that they're taking care of themselves but I I don't know that they are sometimes I'll watch these videos when I'm really having like a strong craving of something, but maybe I've eaten enough for the day already or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, as somebody who also has uh, IBD, irritable bowel disease, I can't eat a lot of these things, right? Not because I don't want to get fat, but because I will mess my body up, mess my stomach up. That doesn't mean I don't want them. So sometimes I will watch these like crazy chocolate haul videos or somebody just eating tons and tons of donuts. And yeah, that's really weird. And I'm sure there's going to be judgment about that. But there's millions of views on these videos. So I don't know what to tell you. People are watching them. And it never actually makes the craving go away for me, though. I will end up kind of wanting that for the next couple of days and sometimes I will eat it and sometimes I won't and that'll be fine. Do you guys ever watch these eating shows? Are you into that kind of thing? Does it help you feel less alone? And why is eating alone not okay? Right? I think that that pulls us out of mindful eating and if you're in a space where you need that right now where you need encouragement to eat then that's okay but I also would really want to encourage you to to try eating mindfully and to try eating without having to throw on an episode of the office or you know whatever I think so many of us don't know how to do that anymore and I'm guilty of that at times too even just at lunch at work, sometimes I'll have to throw on a random YouTube or something like that. And all that does is make us disconnect from ourselves. So I I don't know if I like that piece of it. And at the same time, I know that it can be exhausting to be in tune with yourself 24-7. So 
you get to decide what works for you. And if you're having other moments of mindfulness or meditation or connection with yourself, then do what you feel is good for you. Anyways, I hope this episode has been interesting. I don't know if any of you have ever wondered about ASMR, if you ever even knew what ASMR was before today, but I'm going to be talking about it on IG all week. So be sure to follow along at Talk With Rocks. And, um, you know, if you are into this kind of thing, go ahead and send me this message. Um, if you have any feelings about it, go ahead and send me this message. If you've had a good time chatting with me today um, and listening to me just geek out about ASMR, then please review this podcast and be sure to subscribe for future episodes. I'm going to be heading out to Joshua Tree today with some friends. We're all vaccinated. Woo woo. Living that double vax life. I got to say, if you get the opportunity, go for it because it has been such a huge relief to feel a little bit more safety. Of course, I'm still wearing my mask, washing my hands, doing all the things to protect myself and my community, but it feels good to be able to go off to the desert and celebrate my birthday with my friends um, and just live. I hope you get an opportunity to do that and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you.